Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 31. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, we are diving into another episode that somewhat spirals out of earth science, kind of like way back in episode five when we talked about phototropism and grow light. So this is another episode that harkens back to (laughs) seventh grade life science. And it's also another one that's based on an idea that I pulled out of a podcast episode I was listening to. And I don't even know if they use this exact term that I'm going to use or this exact phrase, but something they said instantly sparked this idea for me. And they weren't even really talking about this idea, but the wording that they used (laughs) suddenly stuck in my brain. And I spent a lot of time in the days and weeks after I heard this term thinking about this idea. And then of course, discussing it with lots of other people and seeing what they thought. But now I am here bringing this idea to you and it's the idea of growth through osmosis. And I'm completely fascinated by this idea (laughs) as evidenced by the fact that I'm actually putting out a podcast episode on it. And osmosis, of course, according to seventh grade life science is the process by which molecules of a solvent tend to pass through a semi-permeable membrane from a less concentrated solution into a more concentrated one to equalize the concentrations on both sides of the membrane. So (laughs) the example that we always used in our science was when you put salt on a slug in order to kill it, in order to equalize the concentration of the sodium on both sides of the membrane, the membrane being the slug's skin, it ends up pulling the sodium from the salt through into the slug (laughs) and thereby killing the slug. So not the most lovely example, and I'm not even sure I said that right because seventh grade was a very long time ago, but that's the general idea. And the second definition of osmosis though, when I looked it up was the process of gradual or unconscious assimilation of ideas, knowledge, etc. So this is something that we've all probably been exposed to. I mean, it's the idea of if you sit in your seventh grade life science class for an entire year, you're probably going to come out the other side knowing quite a bit more about life science than you did when you started seventh grade. But it's also an idea and a tool that we can use very intentionally in our own life to grow through osmosis based off of the people or ideas or activities that we surround ourselves with. So one way that I'm currently working on this this year is by being in school, going to grad school. I am learning not only intentionally through reading textbooks and writing papers and doing other assignments, but I'm also learning by osmosis through the other people that I am surrounded by, even if it's just virtually on my computer, the other material that I'm choosing to read intentionally on the side just for fun, but that's also related. And through the conversations that that then enables me to have on the topic and the people around me who often participate in those conversations, whether they always want to or not, they are also learning by osmosis as I kind of disseminate that information that I'm learning to them through what I talk about and converse with them on. And the same goes for them. I learn by osmosis through the people that I surround myself with, not just through my classes, but in my everyday life. Another example is several years ago, I spent a lot of time doing community theater productions and by being around the people at the theater and doing shows and acting on stage, you pick up a lot of the 
lingo and terminology. You learn so much about not only the shows that you're doing, but other shows that are talked about. And you become very well versed in the language and community that surrounds theater and theatrical productions. So that is an example of how I grew through osmosis by exposure to that environment. And the same goes for anything else. When I was competing in speech and debate, like I've talked about on the podcast before, you very quickly become assimilated to that environment by exposing yourself to it. And thus you were growing in line with those ideas and concepts and people that you were exposed to along the way. So it is a very natural process. We grow by osmosis all the time based off of any and everything that we're exposed to. But I want us to approach growth by osmosis much more intentionally because it is such a completely powerful idea. We can accumulate bodies of knowledge really without even trying and without even thinking about it. So it is a very unintentional way to gain knowledge that we want to, or to grow in a certain direction that we want to by setting ourselves up for exposure to those topics or people that we want to know more about or become more like. And it can have such an incredibly powerful effect as we hope to grow or develop in a certain direction. Unfortunately, we can also grow through osmosis in ways and directions that we don't necessarily want to. It can have just as much of a negative effect on our life as it can a positive one, as evidenced (laughs) by the slug pulling the sodium into their body and thereby killing themselves. So I highly doubt that we're going to kill ourselves by growth through osmosis, but it certainly isn't completely unheard of in that it's the idea of if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you too? And whatever your answer to that question is, if you're hanging out with people who are likely to jump off a bridge, you're probably inherently much more likely to follow suit. So we have to be very intentional with our lives. And I assume that as a listener to this podcast, you are. Obviously, you're choosing me as one of those sources of growth by osmosis. So I certainly thank you for that. But it's being intentional in other areas of our life too, because the people who play, spend a lot of time playing video games, they tend to surround themselves with people who do the same. And as they all continue to deepen their knowledge and their exposure to that area, those that they're surrounded with are likely to follow. And thus they're likely to spend even more time playing video games. Now, if you love video games, that is a great thing, but it can also be a thing that grows outside of the proportion that you want it to have in your life. And it can easily begin to take up time and energy that you would prefer devoted to other things. And the same can go for lots of other stuff like watching TV or watching movies, even positive things like spending lots of time with friends or going to the gym or (laughs) making super healthy meals, if taken to too far of an extreme, can have a negative impact and effect on our lives. So I want to challenge you to resolve to look back on your life and identify moments or opportunities or relationships or situations or activities by that you participated in and that led to you experiencing growth by osmosis. Because I think it's so much easier to identify or manufacture something in our future once we've identified an example of it happening in the past, whether intentionally or unintentionally. So once you have identified an example from your past, start to look at your life the way that it is now and determine which people or influences or activities are positively contributing to your growth by osmosis. And it can be anything. It can be classes that you choose to take. It can be the books that you choose to read, the conversations that you choose to have. Even the TV shows you choose to watch can have a positive or negative impact 
on your life. I mean, you can certainly watch TV just for fun, but you can also watch TV about topics that interest you or that you want to learn more about. Or if you want to have more fun, you can certainly just do that too. But you can intentionally craft the things in your life to have that effect of instilling in you, even subconsciously and even without any effort, the ideas and knowledge that you want to have. And that goes back to our definition of osmosis, which is the process of gradual or unconscious assimilation of those things. And that's ultimately kind of the jackpot because we spend a lot of time putting effort into our goals and working towards our resolutions. And I don't always choose to phrase or frame those things that way because it can sound like a lot of effort. And a lot of times it is, but that's not often the way that you want to think about it because it just sounds like so much work and so much effort. And we don't always want to view our lives through that lens, but that's why I'm so fascinated by this idea of growth through osmosis because it happens to us so subconsciously or completely unconsciously, but it's something that we can still be intentional about and over time can have a significant effect on the things that we know and the person that we become and the direction that we're heading and that we end up. I use the example of traveling a lot when I'm talking about goals and resolutions, like that where you want to go is the destination. And so in order to get to your destination, you have to put where you're going in the GPS and then you have to follow the steps to get there. And there are probably going to be obstacles that you're going to have to overcome. And you're probably going to have to make a few stops along the way. And that's all okay. It's all part of the journey, but growth through osmosis is kind of like the podcast or the audiobook or the music that you put on along the journey that is going to make the process a little more fun. Maybe it'll make it a little bit easier. It'll certainly make the miles fly by faster. And that you're going to reach your destination with whatever you gained from that content you were consuming along the way and be that much better off because you put that effort in to turn on the radio or to plug in your phone or whatever it may be. So growth through osmosis isn't something that applies to every area of our life all the time, but it is something that can have such a powerful effect, I think, on our journey where we're at that it already has had such a big effect on our life, but can continue to have a big impact on who we become and where we're headed and everything else all along the way. So I encourage you to resolve to find an example of growth or osmosis that you have experienced in your own life and then intentionally think about how you can utilize growth or osmosis in your own life, in your relationships, the people that you want to surround yourself with, the conversations you want to be having with them. And then conversely, also realize that other people are by definition learning from you, growth through osmosis from you. So make sure that you are presenting and putting out there the the best of you and the, the information in the side of you that you most want to share with other people. So I know that this is a pretty short resolve too on growth through osmosis. I don't think there's too much to say on this topic because it is going to be super specific to you and your goals and whatever it is that you want <laughs> and the kind of osmosis that you're trying to achieve. But I also wanted to add a little segment to this week's podcast episode. This isn't going to be one that I do every week, but it is something that came to mind when I was checking off a goal a few weeks ago. So I chose to call this little segment resolution investigation. So we're going to investigate one of my resolutions, which was to try a sensory deprivation tank. That was just something that I've heard lots of people talk about over the years. And it's something that I wanted to try just for fun. It was a nice one to check off. So a few weeks ago I went to the place and I did it. And I don't know that I would really say it felt like a complete sensory deprivation experience. It just, to me, kind of felt like you were floating in a tank of kind of salty water in the dark. It was pretty funny too, because 
that salty water actually made me think of growth by osmosis because I can imagine what would happen to a slug if you put a slug in that water. But anyway, a few days after I did that experience, I was going through and deleting all my emails because inbox zero is a real thing for me. There's nothing better than inbox zero. And I had an email from the place and it posed such an interesting idea. And it was talking about the idea of, do you like being alone with yourself? And that closely correlates to that idea of sensory deprivation, because when you're floating in a tank of water in the dark all by yourself, there's really no outside stimulus. It's really just you and your brain and your thoughts floating there for, I was there for an hour. I'm not sure if other places do longer or shorter, but I was there for an hour. So it was just an hour of me with my thoughts. And it was such a fascinating experience. And I love being alone with myself. I <laughs> make jokes with myself. I'm always thinking about something. And even if I'm not, even if my brain is having a calmer day, I just enjoy being with myself. But I know that some people don't and some people have a real issue with that. It makes me think of in Big Bang Theory, in one of the later seasons, and spoiler alert, if you are watching Big Bang Theory and haven't gotten into the later seasons and don't want to <laughs> hear what happens, it's not too big of a spoiler. But if you are watching, you can skip ahead like 30 seconds. So Sheldon and Amy go and do a sensory deprivation tank. And I'm pretty sure Amy loves it. She thinks that's a great experience, but Sheldon gets really freaked out because his thoughts just begin to spiral or it could be the other way around. Honestly, I don't really remember. And I can totally understand that. Nothing about the character or anything, but I can totally see and I can think of a lot of people who probably wouldn't enjoy that experience of floating with themselves for an hour and having nothing but their thoughts to sit with. And I think some people fall asleep when they're doing sensory deprivation. I didn't, I was awake the whole time, but I just enjoyed it. And to me, there was nothing different, nothing too far outside of the ordinary. And <laughs> maybe that's because I work for myself and I spend a lot of time by myself anyway. So spending another hour by myself, even though it was floating in a tank of lukewarm salty water was not too different from my usual, but it was so interesting to me and I hadn't even been cognizant of that when I was there. And so I appreciated that they sent that email and it ended up talking about kind of the meditative state that you can get into and how positive that is and how it's something though that does take practice. And so of course, encouraging you to buy more sessions and more visits to the sensory deprivation tank so that you can actively practice it because it does allow you to practice it like no other <laughs> situation does. Although I might beg to differ because laying in your bed by yourself in the dark is a pretty comparable experience, a little different, but pretty comparable. But I think that the point of the email was totally right, that being with ourselves and listening to ourselves takes a lot of practice. And it's something that anyone can get better at. And if they don't like the thoughts and the negative loops that happen in their brain, then that is where coaching can really come in. And you can really use the model and other thought work. The model is something that I talked about back in episode 21. And that is a really powerful tool along with just thought work in general and working on feeling intentionally that can have a big impact and be really powerful as you work to not just be nicer to yourself, that's not really what it's about, but to build the kind of relationship with yourself that you really want, that makes you enjoy just being with yourself no matter where you, where it is, if you're in the dark or not. And even if you're by yourself or not, whether you can be with other people, 
ideally you want to enjoy yourself, whether you're alone or with other people or doing things or doing nothing. And coaching is such a powerful way for you to experience that. And this email and that experience really triggered that line of thought for me to be able to look back. And there are times in my life when I haven't enjoyed being with myself as much. I don't know that I would ever say I didn't like being alone with myself, but it had, it enabled me to reflect on that growth that has occurred. And even though the experience of doing the sensory deprivation tank was just fun, nothing too special though, nothing I would seek to repeat on a regular basis or Even if I never did it again, I would be okay with that. But I appreciated that recognition that came as a result of doing it. And then as a result of the email that the center sent out that I have learned and grown so much over the years. And that that was such an interesting way to view it and to reflect upon the growth that has occurred. And that's what our resolutions are all about. Sometimes they're for fun. Sometimes they're to help us grow. And sometimes, and in this case in particular, when it was able to really encapsulate both for me, it, it makes the experience just that much more memorable and that much more important to me. And that is of course what coaching and goals and resolutions in this podcast are all about. So that is a little closer investigative look into one of my resolutions and what it revealed to me about myself and the growth that I've gone through and the growth that I hope to continue to have in the future. And I'm not sure that all of my fun resolutions that I have on my list this year will have similar revelations as a result, but even if they don't, I'm grateful for this one. And I hope to share closer glimpses into the process behind some of my other resolutions in the near future. So back to our regular scheduled programming and our regular segments. I am currently reading Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, which I think was actually recommended by Hunter Welling way back in episode 10. (laughs) Lots of episode references in this episode, but since I'm in such an intense season this year, I just feel like I have an extraordinary amount on my plate. And so I don't necessarily feel like I'm close to burnout, but she recommended this book so highly and I saw it. So I definitely wanted to read it and make sure that I am not moving towards burnout in any way so that I can protect myself and my energy and so that I can continue to do this work and share it with you so that you can continue to grow through osmosis (laughs) as I continue to grow through osmosis in other ways and this book being one of those examples. And this week I would like to toast the people in my life who I have grown through osmosis by being around pretty much all of my friends and family. I love them all so much and all for very different reasons, but they all contribute so much to my growth and the things that I've learned over the years. And I thank them so much for just sharing themselves so freely with me and allowing me to learn and grow as a result of my relationship with them and the things that they share about and the things that we talk about. And of course, I wanna thank them for putting up with me and the things that I talk about. And I hope learning a bit, growing a bit through osmosis and spending time with me. So. With that, thank you for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Chisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlychisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.